welcome back to the first episode of Girls Interrupted Podcast. It is a podcast with me, E, and my friend Soap. I'm Soap. <laughs> yeah, that's Soap. This is the first episode of Girls Interrupted, and it's a podcast where we go on galaxy brain tangents, because we're both geniuses, about stuff that's going on. And by stuff, I mean things that are happening in the world and I don't mean politics I don't mean popular well I do mean popular culture (laughs) I mean news that doesn't actually matter to people but it matters to us because we're girls um and we have that unique experience of being a woman and we're actually the only special insight I might say yeah we're the only two women on earth and that should say a lot about society And we're the only two women podcasters, which I also think says a lot about the world that we're living in right now. that makes us a double threat as of now. We just have to find, like, a third part. Yeah. Like, triple. No, yeah, we we do need a third thing that makes us unique. So far, we're very unique podcasts, okay? We're two women. That podcast essentially is about changing um, street light. Yeah. Like, walking signs to having skirts on them. Yes, we want to put skirts on streetlights. And while we're at it, we can also put bows on the streetlights so they're girls. And, and then, like, to take that even further, we could put skirts and bows on every male insignificant public figure, such as Ronald McDonald. Yeah, we put a skirt on him, and now he's a woman. And that's what the project of feminism is about. And a lot of people don't know that, but... Feminism is literally about finding ways to put a skirt on (laughs) everything that exists in this world. Um, We have a lot of things to talk about today, and you're probably wondering, what the fuck even is this about? And the thing is, we came into the studio. We're in Hollywood right now. We're in an actual real-life studio. Um, Shout out to Parker Amen. He is my cousin but he's also a really good producer so hit him up for instant plug yeah instant plug hit him up for studio (laughs) opportunities this is the coolest studio but we actually set this up we got a pod together i've never met we've never met Uh, yeah i actually walked in here um by chance yeah i literally saw her on the street she was like on hollywood boulevard just like hanging out yeah i'm not from here so i was taking photos of stars and stuff yeah, she was actually standing. She was laying down on the Hollywood Walk of Fame next to the Donald Trump star and taking a selfie on it. And I was like, that's so dirty. Why don't you come in here into my studio and I'll clean you up and I'll put you on the pond. <laughs> and that's actually the, the I guess, the genesis. Is that the right word to call it? That's the... Like the origin? Yeah, that's yeah, the origin that story the of this pod. Yeah. And and honestly, it's working out really it's well. It's working pretty well, yeah. yeah. I've actually never seen a microphone before. Um, no, neither have I. I don't even know that I we're recording. I was raised Amish. Yeah, she was raised Amish. Until, I was like, raised normal. <laughs> you know, that's a dynamic we have. And that's what makes us so unique, other than being, again, the only two women podcasters in the entire world, in the industry. Exactly. So E teaches me about using technology, and I teach her about um, feminine modesty. We actually did come into this having some idea of what we were going to talk about. But when you're in a studio, 
and this is crazy when you're in when you're talking to people in real life it's authentic and as soon as you get into a studio brain off it is inherently inauthentic like no matter how much um we are accustomed to riffing off of each other that dies (laughs) yeah yeah and if there's any weird pauses it's because we are hitting a jewel or sorry a puff or a brain dead i don't even know if we're allowed to are we allowed to say that puff do you mean like brand wise yeah like like are is jewel gonna come into this pod um not if you spell it differently spell it out okay when i say puff or jewel i mean j-u-l-e and when i say puff i mean that's like a measurement of energy right right yeah and then if i say puff i'm referring to p-h-u-p-h i'm referring to um heroin yeah she's referring to she's doing heroin in the studio that's what it's Um, called right? and i'm just doing normal stuff i guess the thesis of this podcast is the cringe stuff that we see Mm -hmm. and it's important this stuff needs to be talked about that's actually true that that's like an excellent way to put it this podcast is about um, cringe the observations of cringe yes that surround us um so yeah let's just like let's get into it like what do we want to talk about we have a list of things that we want to talk about but um i guess uh, like it's just so yeah 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 i guess the first thing on my list is madison beer getting canceled madison if you're listening um i heard you're by and i (laughs) i didn't know that but it's so crazy too because every every girl who's like bisexual is like um it's like oh what's your type and they're like you know like madison beer (laughs) it's like babe you're not bi yeah (laughs) just like just like like perpetual like yeah like 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 madison beer yeah bella hadid oh yeah i mean no you're picking like the hottest girls like on the internet obviously yeah straightest of the straight is gonna be like yeah like you're not i'm sorry but you're not bi if you would like to bang madison beer because that's every single person on earth yeah but regardless except for sorry (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna in spite of what are her transgressions yeah 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 um her list her extensive list of uh crimes against humanity i was actually not even in spite of i think (laughs) everyone wants to bang madison beer except for the people canceling her but i actually think they they want to bang her too like yeah no even more like that's the horny mad that's the horny angry like oh right that like extreme synthesis of you know like deeply biological responses that just like make you like of like a really really angry sex machine yeah like almost incel like yeah like you remember when it started happening with aoc oh yeah know? and the conservatives oh my god the conservative memes about her so bad it was so obvious too because the way they drew her was so cartoonishly with, like yeah, like big tits always yeah like, like her bro. She'd, she'd be like having her feet up and it was like okay you guys are telling on no one but yourselves yeah it's like conservatives constantly self-own like they're fucking addicted to it i was thinking about like caitlin bennett the other day as i do i think about her all the time <laughs> I think she like, like well she like very clearly has a kink yeah she, she has like, like a weird kink for like self-humiliation kink, yeah. that's why i really don't think like obviously getting on the bandwagon or like you know calling her out on social media and making it a whole thing like that fuels her career like yeah, she i mean like actually of like one like personally and sexually for her obviously she's like getting off every single day but then um like literally materially she has admitted like like most of my platform is because of like 
liberals, liberals that are trying yeah. to cancel me you know that's where i'm getting my clicks from that's where i get my money that's like what is taking me across the world right now to do these interviews like yeah they're taking her to the bank yeah so yeah, materially like yeah stop giving her attention but also i mean like sexually <laughs> <laughs> stop giving Ka- caitlin bennett sexual stop attention. getting off caitlin bennett i know it is really like she's addicted to self-owning she's addicted to humiliation and these people are just giving her her fix are we doing it right now <laughs> yeah oh shit we oh are. <laughs> no i just gave caitlin bennett her most recent nut <laughs> we're giving her clout <laughs> yeah she's a bizarre case i kind of wanted to get into her at some point but i don't even know if this is the right time because there's so much yeah. to unpack about caitlin bennett. Uh, yeah i don't know where to begin with that it maybe is- we could stick with the more low level stuff like madison beer yeah um, for the time being who really when you like actually look into it is a caitlin bennett in training yeah i mean <laughs> the one thing i <laughs> the one thing i actually was going to say is like i think she first got attention literally by chance like it was just an accident Wait, Madison Beer or caitlin no, no 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 caitlin bennett okay she got attention by chance like just some viral video what and i think it? like i don't even remember i'll actually you continue while i yeah try and find that but the funny thing about her is that like she started out just owning people or whatever probably i'm assuming in the hopes that she would get enough attention or get enough of a following to eventually sort of leverage that into a career like maybe as like a a talking head for fox news or something like that like Wait, some kind like, of media career this is the funniest thing we totally forgot Caitlin what bennett what is her other name uh oh gun girl gun girl oh dude. my god that's where Wait. she comes from she was oh, gun girl yeah. i can't believe she has evolved to such an extent that that wasn't the first thing that came to our minds i know wow she really has like she's Kent separated State gun girl yeah i'm not that girl anymore she's like a <laughs> disney channel star that like starts to went through like a, a serious drug phase and then she like makes a rap album like yeah that's Kate. she did the miley cyrus move um oh, but not did. really though because she like stayed on the same path um but the Just, caitlin like, bennett thing is worse. like she had this moment of love like viral luck or whatever i mean not honestly not, it's kind of the conservative dream i know? guess like, it is but not like i would think that her eventual goal would be to leverage that viral moment and like everything after that into an actual like media career but the thing is she's not hot enough to do that like she was working fox for news wars, wasn't she yeah like but fox news is i'm um, sorry <coughs> Infowars is like fringe still yeah you know yeah you're right um but like i feel like she wanted to be an actual like media oh my god if she was a fox news correspondent can you imagine yeah but again she's not that would hot actually enough. Be hilarious she's literally she like, does have some like pretty decent chugs yeah she has fair. big naturals but like i think that she was probably expecting to actually mm-hmm. you know go somewhere with that yeah but her face is lacking yeah her face is lacking <laughs> she's just doesn't she's just not hot like honestly if she were hot she w- probably would get a career at yeah it's like she would just be another tony oh, lauren or whatever her. yeah they yeah. probably do but like in a pitiful way because they know she's not hot enough yeah exactly <laughs> like, so she has to do these they like cheer her on, but they like every time she applies they actually don't respond yeah they're like i d- didn't check my email sorry <laughs> but yeah um she has to do the the camp it, the liberty hangout or whatever what's that oh my god it's her youtube channel where she just goes oh. to college campuses oh, okay. yeah yeah, yeah. So and I've like trolls yeah. liberal students but it's always a self-own it is no, never not yeah. a self-own well yeah because like her you know the shit that she talks about is like 
first of all, you know, it's all, like, logically false. Like, she's just, like, making shit up. Um, Yeah, she's creating... I remember there was a tweet that was, like, um, there's people on here that make up a person completely in their head and then every tweet they make is like against that made up person yeah. and, and they're like getting angry all day you know, she does she basically cosplays right as, yeah as woke liberal types yeah um, you know and she'll don like a purple wig yeah and, like some fake piercings and then like have a rainbow shirt or something and like yeah. this person doesn't exist i know this per- like yeah her idea of liberals is based on uh, like maybe just like like insane woke or like very radical woke people Mm -hmm. from like 10 years ago yeah and there's like um there's a very very specific physical archetype that you and i could probably imagine very easily of this woke liberal type and yeah it's just off the mark every time she comes up with this you know bizarre caricature of a person it's just like it just like severely misses it's like when you know like kids tv shows obviously produced by 55 year old men are trying to style the kids yeah you know it's like i see where they're going but it's like pink skinny jeans (laughs) like it's not realistic you know so yeah no um, it's basically just bad shit yeah and she i do think she's thinking of a type of person that might have existed like 10 years ago but a majority of woke people online are not those types you know like don't get us wrong they are cringe they're like 30 year old women who write for jezebel Mm -hmm. or something like that (laughs) And, like, wrote a book called The Feminist Manifesto, which yeah. uh, someone write that down because that could be a thing. It will be a thing. Like, to- toxic masculinity. Yeah, exactly. Does The Feminist Manifesto the, the exist? Fe- the Feminist Manifesto does exist, but there are a few forms of it. There's one. Um, There's the Manifesto here, of the okay. Feminist Here's Party. The thing. The thing. That's have- actually what it's called. <laughs> it's The, the Feminist mani- Manifesto um, was actually written by, like, marks um no it was listen to this written in 1914 by english-born modernist writer mina loy um inspires a call to action for women to critique the feminist movement in the 20th century oh wow yeah so interesting um, wait really while designing an agenda to secure women's identity within the changing spheres of society so they were the red scare of the 1900s by casting out traditional roles and demolishing the distinction between the two sexes wow it's not what i expected i gotta say i was definitely no, not i was definitely uh, i thought it was gonna be a side of white fragility yeah like yeah, yeah yeah but for you know like um people who like jk rowling yeah whose entire identity is i read harry potter i thought it was yeah i thought it was gonna be like a 30 year old woman on that's still on twitter for some reason like for like disney adults but like the yeah 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 make, like they like art they like deviant art their own like gender bent <laughs> honestly the disneyland adult type of person is really similar to um a woke media woman it's very yeah like they have the a lot, same and there also is like a fat overlap there too no there must be they have the same kind of fixate or not mm-hmm. kind of fixation but they have the same tendency to fixate on it's an really aesthetic yeah it's like a very aesthetic um inclination that you know is like surface level stuff always speaking of disneyland for adults i want to read a tweet that i screenshotted because it was so funny um and just honestly sad (laughs) um it was a woman oh okay so this guy matt max grossman um i don't know who he is but he tweeted 
To all the Disney-obsessed adults getting angry about Splash Mountain changing its name, I might suggest not being an adult obsessed with Disney World. Wait, was this was it was it you and me that were sending the replies? It might have been Maddie. I I I just screenshotted the replies. I don't know if I sent them. Oh, thank God, thank God. Those replies are (laughs) bellissima, incredible. They are bellissimo. Um, but this girl Sarah Bear tweeted back. The reason I'm upset is because Splash Mountain has been our family's go-to ride since I was like eight. Ha ha. Used to ride if six times in a row. That doesn't even... Used to ride (laughs) if six times in a row. Okay, girl. It just feels like my childhood is being torn apart is all. I mean, it'll still be awesome. It'll just be different, which kind of (laughs) sucks. I like how it's just the name. Yeah. Like, not even... Has, it still has there. no impact yeah. whatsoever. It's, it's not like you can, like, get off and, like, hang out with the stuffed bears or whatever they are. Yeah, and you don't really, like... You don't really associate the name with the experience. I don't want to hear a word. The ride exists. Honestly, I've been saying this for years, but I wish we had another 9-11 that just hit both Disney Worlds. <laughs> conveniently pass through yeah straight from orlando yeah crosses the country yep hits down anaheim yep <laughs> and yeah no you could probably accomplish that with like a meteor like a carefully placed or a d- get a drone strike up in here we could drone Mr. disneyland Obama. easily um and just so you know this is satire so i don't actually want to drone disneyland I do. but it's not even I yeah do. she actually does but i'm the good one and this is e talking you know what maybe would work is like if we do appeal to woke liberals they could posthumously cancel walt disney yeah wasn't he a nazi am i wrong yeah he hated jews so um anyways woke twitter types uh twitter on that thing yeah (laughs) etc walt disney is over party even the um cryogenic head or whatever it is yeah so twitter cryogenically freezing your head is problematic um, yeah, it imposes just impossible life standards I would onto say everyone standards, else. Yeah, honestly. which actually gets us into our next point, which we we're supposed to get into like 15 oh, yeah. minutes ago. Dating back to Madison Beer. Yeah, so she was canceled for a number of reasons. Um, I want to pull up the tweet here. So while I do that, why don't you, Sophia, take or charge? So- sorry, sorry, um, yeah, take charge. I guess in the meantime, while E is doing fact checking, yeah. Uh, I will be going over my favorite Madison Beer moments. Um, number one of which is, which I, I, I saw she she did an Instagram live or something where she complained about being the standard of beauty. And I personally thought that was hilarious. I thought that was like such a boss move. Can you imagine? Because what that does right there is um, for the people who don't know that you are the standard of beauty, you're telling them without enforcing it upon them. A complaint is, like, such an easy mode of communication. You know, yeah. like those girls who are like, oh, I literally hate my eyelashes. They're so long. Like, I yeah, can't yeah. even wear mascara. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to be so insecure about my freckles. Oh, my God. I literally hated my freckles. I guess I can't find the tweet because there's a million. And I probably should have bookmarked it or some shit. But it was a tweet by what is obviously, like, a teen on Twitter, um, which is from what i've noticed it's most of the cancel crowd depending on i guess who the person it's aimed at but most of woke like cancel culture is dominated by teenagers which is why like 
this conversation is kind of futile but since they do have some amount of like cultural capital it was like madison beer fetishized lolita which is a book by the way if you go into lolita itself um you kind of are supposed to romanticize it that's kind of the point is like you know nabokov kind of creates like a very sympathetic character out of humbert um in that like he's educated and he's refined and and he's like you know he's he's soft-spoken and and clever um and handsome and so like you know you are supposed to project these kind of romantic feelings onto um his relationship with like a preteen girl and then double back and be like this guy's a monster you know like it's these it's there's meant to be a, a, a you know a factor of romanticizing in lolita in the first place yeah and it goes back to the thing about like people wanting to set the rule not necessarily for themselves but for everyone else like this is a classic piece of literature you know and it's not like people can just not like the book themselves which i'm sure a lot of the people canceling her never read it of course and that's fine but it's like you I mean, don't Lolita's have to read reputation it. precedes it you know yeah like, so people have an interpretation that can't really be yeah out talked like right again it has no material this exactly, is what you were saying material cost. yeah it has yeah. no material consequences mm-hmm. i mean like ultimately it's i mean as far as you are supposed to have these conflicting feelings of romanticization within lolita um it's i mean like nabokov doesn't like end the book by saying anyways let's get out there fellas you know like was he supposed to end the book by saying we need to do better men no take a look at ourselves like i mean like yes i mean it it is a story of a relationship and it's supposed to be real and it is you know like it's a very real and compelling story yeah therefore things being romantic you know that's intrinsic to the story it's gonna be messy it's gonna be complex right but like nabokov doesn't have to end it by saying you know by the way this guy's the bad guy you know yes. like you can you you can romanticize things without that being the model for your life i'm not gonna right. go back to being 12 and fuck a 55 year old man madison beer liking a book is not gonna inspire a new wave of like enhanced pedophilia yeah the woke diagnosis and this i feel like normally comes from young people like teenagers is that within art you can represent good and bad things but at the end of the day you have to validate the good and that ultimately results in you know like as a very surface level observation very stupid and boring stories because every single time you're gonna have you know like a wholesome protagonist who wins you know and it's like okay yeah like i think um establishing rules of representation um like moral representation is not the right framework to um create or observe art yeah, moralizing anything is always going to be just like a futile way to approach art so the lolita <laughs> thing um is obviously dumb but again it's teenagers so i mean all of this is teenagers getting mad um but Man, we'll get into we why just that's even... teenagers getting mad yeah they do get mad they, they are like are always so mad. mad yeah we're gonna be okay boomered for this which yeah i am and i'm proud boomer by the way and also i think that's a slur so the b word <laughs> to you um yeah I'm but okay she was that. also canceled for um getting plastic surgery but lying about it 
so like they're not mad that she got the plastic surgery they're mad that she lied about it and mia khalifa posted this tweet that was like yeah i got a nose job but i'm not the one hiding behind a tree like i would never never hide behind a bush yeah like Um, i'm not being harmful because i'm honest about it which let's like let's fucking unpack this here because i hate how the conversation shifted from these beauty standards are really harmful and there is a very lucrative industry based on insecure girls getting plastic surgery because they see people to like shifting into like no you can absolutely partake in yeah and And you you should be honest about it yeah and and give money to and profit off of this you know harmful beauty standard industry yeah just like tell the truth yeah just be honest about it and that absolves you of upholding the beauty standard you take a single look at madison beer's face and you already know she doesn't have to be honest about it i think what their point is or what mia khalifa's point was which is obviously a stupid point because we ought to be challenging the beauty standard entirely i guess like the mia khalifa getting involved too is just that like she has this idea and a lot of people have this idea that you can um get plastic surgery and uphold the beauty standard but you're absolved of any responsibility of that if you're open about it and that just is not true it's almost as if like you know um obviously this is a very powerful industry yeah you know um that that creates and upholds these beauty standards and it feels like they organized this yeah you know like it's so fucking stupid because like um we were kind of getting somewhere you know yeah. we, we have been for a long time and then suddenly the conversation turns around to like no these things are good these things yeah. are definitely good and like take charge of your body make it what you want it to be yes it became a it became sort of a feminist talking thing. point yeah yeah it and became... then the problem became with the honesty like it seems like they added a facet yeah to be able to get mad about to guard the rest of it you know yeah 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 to sort of protect themselves from like facing any consequence of that and like this is not just Mia Khalifa this is a shit ton of celebrities who get plastic surgery um the thing is they've reframed it as sort of a feminist issue and a feminist talking point by saying let women do what they want to do with their bodies and don't criticize them for it don't ever expect or don't ever hold them accountable for having greater having caused some kind of greater social issue which is what it's doing like the celebrities that get a shit ton of plastic surgery are setting a beauty standard obviously this just kind of reorients the discussion of like you know um we begin with this like hyper fixation on beauty yeah and women and then you know reclaiming that you're not really reclaiming anything you know yeah you can add the word reclaim to whatever you want but really yeah the word doesn't mean anything we are reorienting the concept of plastic surgery and and this like hyper fixation on beauty within women you know um and calling it empowering you know like you can do anything you want there yeah You you can take anything you want that has stereotypically been something that you know should be fought back against and, right and reclaim it even like that operates within this like very strange and restrictive dichotomy where it's like you know like on the one hand it's like modify your body however you want as yeah. long as it makes you happy and then like the opposite of that yeah like the foil to that is like no love every piece of your body because you're right. so beautiful and those like, ideas think, cannot exist mutually I think, like you know the the argument itself should transcend both of those and yeah be, like, 
what is the fixation on beauty in the first place you know like yeah you don't have to think every part of you is beautiful <laughs> like I don't have to pinpoint every piece of my face and find a reason that it's beautiful yeah you know when really it's just like that's just a part of my face you know yeah like the, the... interrogate beauty as a whole like as a concept and why it's so um important in our culture yeah rather than trying to find reasons to call uh synthetic beauty beautiful or natural beauty beautiful just like, yeah stop fixating on the, the beautiful part of it which is like yeah. super bizarre well i think they want to have their cake and eat it too like they want to um get whatever cosmetic surgery they want and they want to feel embraced and empowered by it and they don't want to feel responsible for upholding unrealistic beauty standards so they found a loophole by saying oh well like the people who aren't open about it are the people actually setting the unrealistic beauty standard it also came off as very pick me i felt like oh it was um because like obviously crackdowns on hot girls getting surgery yes are going to come from woke teens but are also going to come from guys who just hate women yeah of course yeah and like um fakeness is a big part of men hating women yeah and realness is something that we know like has it's been like, long oh, desired i like, the girls I like who don't girls wear makeup yeah. and blah blah and blah. so in a way even getting plastic surgery but being real about it has become yeah. a new form of natural and of so, like authenticity yeah exactly and so they're gonna look at madison beer and be like oh she's fucking fake yeah mia khalifa on the other hand you know she's a casual girl she doesn't care about faking it you know yeah. it's very open very natural very honest and like yeah it came off as like you know major pick me behavior to me i mean I, this sounds bad but i don't think that the like way to resolve all of this is for people to just be honest about it because what that does is it normalizes plastic surgery sorry mia khalifa but you're wrong sorry mia khalifa you're you're canceled. wrong about this one needless to say as soon as i make any amount of money my face is gone <laughs> The second I get any money, I'm going to go, like, classic, um, like, tech bro. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, I might become a monk. Yeah. You know, oh, but then, wait, like, obviously cooler. have, like, offshore accounts, you know, where I have, like, $15 billion. But and in the meantime, island. I'm also in poverty. That sounds cool. I, like, they do it for real, like, drink gutter water, you wow. know. And, like, do get... rich people, rich people do really twisted Oh, you shit. saw that thing, right, about yeah. raw water? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this was, like, a few years ago. Um, like, I don't know if it was, like, tech bros. I think it was just, like, the wealthy were um, talking about, you know, like, getting rid of the, the, the highly processed ways that we drink water or whatever and, like, going back to the basics, which mm -hmm. literally meant rainwater. They would oh literally, yeah, like, out of the ground or, like, collected by yourself, you know, from the sky, like, literally just drinking unfiltered like unpurified water out of rivers you know whatever just like where it comes from the earth and the problem with that is that you die um uh, <laughs> the problem with that is like literally fatal parasites and that started happening they oh started they started getting these parasites from this Rich like people are so dumb. i know i know it's incredible that the most brainless people like have also the most money. i have like so much respect for like being that stupid i feel like yeah well that's why we reject american meritocracy like it doesn't exist the kind of upwards mobility that people believe is possible is like not real that's and the so, sooner no, so the joke. sooner you can accept that the sooner you can just like, start a podcast the next topic of ridicule yeah um is the man the myth the legend wish he was with us in the studio 
Tyler, Tyler Brash. <laughs> and he's actually in here today. Um, no, just kidding. Um, Would be cool, actually. I might be a little starstruck if that happened. Yeah, so I... I mean, there's nothing current really going on with Tyler Brash. It's so there's just no that, like, he's, a, he's, like, a phantom that haunts Yeah, us. we wanted to get into him strictly because he's such an enigma, and I've been so fascinated him by him for the past, like, like few months, I want to say. Quick rundown of Tyler Brash. Um, yeah, so can he, we get into, like, how we found him first? How did you find him? So someone posted a video of him on Twitter. Like, they posted his TikTok, and it was, like, um he this was when the whole like world oh we're gonna be in like world war three or whatever when that shit came out uh when we like drone striked around like yeah yeah um soleimani <laughs> but like that's another thing all right that we're never gonna talk about <laughs> but yeah r.i.p soleimani but he like the day after that happened he made a tiktok of himself like a pov of him um leaving like he had gotten the draft letter and he was leaving to go to the iraq war and the video was like him telling his girlfriend um that he got drafted king yeah and someone like posted it on twitter and was like i hope just this kid gets drafted (laughs) (laughs) because like i'm not kidding it was one of the most insane videos i've ever seen in my life he was wearing like a a black bodysuit like turtleneck <laughs> he's wearing a black turtleneck bodysuit and a so one, one of those, those like supposed to be like diving gear no but like he had a layered over like a cheetah print collared shirt like you've got to be kidding full tiktok and he had like one earring in his ear it was like the most so he looked insane. like an e-boy yeah, like he's he like dressed like yeah an e-boy he was dressed like an e-boy off to, and he to was like Iran. i'm going to war and maybe i should honestly pull it up because it's so fucking funny he's like um, I'm going to World War Three, and the funniest thing about this was that, like, in the like in the premise that he created, he was telling his girlfriend and was leaving immediately <laughs> after. Like, he got the draft he letter, he hands her the draft letter, which is like clearly on notebook paper, like handwritten by himself. But he like hands her the letter. It falls to the floor because, like, it's a POV video. Which like, I no love. wonder he was dressed like an e-boy. He didn't even have time to pack. Yeah, he did. They, like, the letter <laughs> no, says, like, leave like, it behind. No, but it also in this premise is, like, he has some of his, like, right after being drafted, he, like, hasn't told his girlfriend, but, like, somehow they send him a helmet or, like, a uniform because, like, after he tells her, <laughs> he, like, puts on a helmet, which is, by the way, like, a skateboarding helmet. <laughs> buckles it it unbuckles immediately like it's the funniest (laughs) shot and he's like you know i can't cry and he like starts tearing up and he's like i gotta go and like yeah in his mind you tell someone that you got drafted and just you're immediately in world war three and he also describes it as world war three it's not named that until after the fact like world war two i mean like also yeah world war two world war one these things did not begin as world yeah. wars. World War One was the war of the Allies. Yeah, you know? like this just began as like one small war that everyone else dominoed into, and that's why it became. Well, you know, it's yeah. not like it's it doesn't happen before the, UN, the world exists. And like every single rep exists. at the UN was like, "You guys want this go to is war, going right? to be a Are we going to go to war? war?" And then everyone at the same time was like, Bzz. "This is World War One." World War Three declared. Yeah. <laughs> What a concept. Know, Honestly, sort of genius. Like, that's not something you can fake, is what it no, is. No, I know. You know well, like, that's why I think he's funnier than every comedian that exists. He's because real. He doesn't he's real. He's so, to try. like, he doesn't even have to fucking try. Like, he'll write a premise that is so insanely just, like, 
not plausible not even like even in a fantasy world it's not plausible because like ostensibly in a pov you are like playing or like you are pretending that you are in this scenario like exactly. it's supposed yeah. to, this is supposed to be i think it's supposed happen. to be yeah mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like mm-hmm. plausible uh, yeah because well, they're meant to be evocative in that way yeah you know? like it's something you put yourself in that situation that's kind of like going into off. the concept of Tyler Brash. Um, the guy's got, what, like 800,000 followers at this point. Yeah. Um, and each one of his videos is like this like highly bizarre, yeah, specific POV. Yeah, they're um, so specific. Yeah, like he, he like, I can't pull one to mind. But I can't be, wait. <laughs> There's one be, where he's like. I remember like the pool one. There was the mining one and stuff. Yeah. Like, the he'll get, like, they're so outlandish too. Like yeah, he'll get very trapped in a gold mine with a girl. Which like yeah, no, be never like, explains. Oh, he does say in one of them like it's the 1940s. And I've gone like. He'll literally, like, he puts like, himself it will, in the time. It will be like you and I get trapped in an elevator. We're waiting there for three hours. And while that's happening, we form a relationship. You and I fall yeah. in love. We they're actually really like act out. Um a wedding ceremony in the elevator and then by the time the fire department gets the doors open you realize that the fireman who came to rescue us is actually your husband and now you're in a super sticky spot and i'm yeah yeah <laughs> like they're so fucking elaborate and actually i don't even know if the gold mine was oh shit i just accidentally turned one on. i don't even know if the gold mine is um set in any particular time but I remember watching it thinking, like, this is weird that he just thinks there's gold mines around, you know? But, like, like, what, we, how, like, when have you heard of a gold mine? <laughs> like, a regular, like, average Not Joe. coal mine, by the way. Like I'm saying gold. gold he's mine. getting down there, and he he literally <laughs> uncut gems it, you Yeah, know, where, like, um, we, there's that scene where they pull the giant rock out of the wall, and they're like, oh, my God. You like, know, it's we like huge stone. Yeah, and he, he practically recreates it with yeah. just a rock. I know. <laughs> he's like, rock. okay, and also, where is he getting these settings? You know what I mean? I Where did he find I, the cave? Well, I like to imagine that his parents are, like, doing construction on their house, which, not even imagine, I literally think this is what's happening. If and he's just if doing... If that's the case, then this man is, like... Um, so funny. Inc- incredibly inventive, you know? Yeah. Like, it's kind of, like, genius for him to just be, like, new setting. Yeah. This what is can where I'm gonna come up with here? <laughs> yeah, so... No, but it's so... Like, his parents are just, like, getting a new pool deck or something, and he's like, all right, this is the setting for when there's a fire, and I'm trying to pull you out <laughs> and rescue you. And, like, he, he puts yeah, on costumes. I, I like, like, he's legit. I really, really admire how... Um, valiant he makes himself yeah every single time like because normally povs you know um you know like we said are like something that is realistic and therefore people aren't usually that valiant you know yeah it'll just be like some regular interaction that's kind of highly emotional um they don't just and like normally make themselves like are. the guy who takes down a school shooter or something. yeah 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 i mean like and that's um kind of an interesting point because like most things that are like really dramatic in real life are actually just like extremely normal events i do want to point out the fact that he is like i'm pretty sure like 20 or 21 yeah he's like which is the other bizarre thing because um his audience is 14 year olds 15 year olds which i guess has always existed but it's so funny how his brain works um but yeah i'm gonna pull up this tyler brash um 
Instagram Live because I just this wasn't very recent, but I find him such a fascinating character. So fascinating. There's like, no way we could, especially this. because um, the idea with these you know creators with nearing a million followers in his case is um, they their audience is composed mainly of very very volatile children. Yeah. You know who are in like a very uh, precarious emotional state at yeah. all times and. You know, like you said, like they their everyday goings on are like the end of the world for them, and so yeah. um, things are happening all the time, and they are constantly freaking out and absolutely riddled with anxiety. And um, they look up to these creators and project onto them a sense of security. And right, yeah, and and it becomes like they have too much power over these little these kids' lives. Yeah, it becomes really um, unhealthy. Because they have these sort of parasocial relationships with, um, like, influencers, essentially. Mm -hmm. A lot of that goes hand-in-hand with, like, the realness of it, in a way. Yeah, like, the authenticity, Yeah, and and the live thing, especially, when you start reaching out to your fans. Yeah. You know, like, like, not in a one-on-one capacity. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, in a a very much, like, we are connected sort of thing. I'm real, you're real, here we are together. It ties into, like, even the Madison Beer thing is, like, people... um, people's distance or like perceived closeness to influencers becomes unhealthy when they start to set certain expectations of that people that you don't know you will never know yeah like not like not to be like a madison beer doesn't owe you anything but like she literally doesn't in that like you don't know this person you yeah know, like she owes you a service yeah for music yeah she's, or whatever that's well that's what she does she makes yeah, music it is so a like, service yeah and you and pay for that service like, she doesn't no... owe you honesty about the personal aspects of her life i hate yeah. to say she doesn't owe you but like you know she what doesn't I mean? owe like, you like, like it's she none owes of, you it's what nobody's you pay business for. and yeah. like you shouldn't care in the first place yeah and um, like, i don't like that like very personal relationship that's been established between internet personalities yeah celebrities with their fans you know yeah like, but they almost bring it upon themselves too because like by doing that thing of being like i love all you guys oh and yeah like, no i'm putting the blame completely I, on them yeah 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 it's like i would like to go back to the time when like yeah the, natural the only outcome. personal relationship you might have with a producer of a service like music for example would be like you are a super hot 19 year old and you show up as a groupie yeah <laughs> they're like all right and you fuck yeah <laughs> that's like it yeah 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 um no it's it's clearly really unhealthy and um these girls are in his instagram live being like i have mental health issues can you help me one of and them said they tried to kill themselves like five times i mean i'll play it so the comment is I have tried to kill myself. I was sexually assaulted. Max, help me. It hurts when people hate on him, including you. Um, I don't. I don't really know what. That oh, whole okay. Thing so means. what she's saying here is that there's a different, not in like, um, I don't know, internet creator that she that she connects with more. She oh. has more of a parasocial relationship with this Max guy. Oh. And Tyler and him are engaged in beef of some sort. Engaged. <laughs> Yeah, they're engaged in some kind of beef. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, she said I tried to kill myself, and Max helped me. I don't. What, what did he do? I mean, he probably did something similar to what Tyler's doing right now, where he's just like, "Hey, you know what? Like, it's all good. You're gonna get through it, and yeah. uh, life is worth living." Jesus Christ! Okay, I'll play <laughs> it's that. Bleak shit. No, I want to tell you that if I was here right now with you, 
I would love to give you a big hug and tell you that uh, you matter mm. on this earth. There's people on this earth that want you here, including me. Your mom and dad love you, and, and if you're going through anything, just know, you know everything's going to be okay. You're going to be just fine. And uh, no matter how much you feel that way, I want you here. Ruthie, I really uh, pray for you. Okay, guys, so um, much love in the UK and Brazil. You guys are really awesome. Is it glitching? I just like I want to tells this girl um it's gonna be okay. He much love in the UK. He literally begins by mm. saying, "But what would you do if I was there?" <laughs> I just can't get over his transitions. Like someone will so comment anyways, something like, "I almost tried to kill that, myself." Where is that? The, the it's the next one. Okay, no, um, but just like going over that. I mean, like first of all, um, he he drops things like if you're if you're going through something, if you're feeling some type of way, and like. This girl literally just told you she tried to kill herself and was and was sexually assaulted. Um, and he prefaces everything he's about to say with, if you're going through something. Yeah. Like, like, a, it's like, like pretty, you're a young painting teen, with pretty broad yeah, here. <laughs> comes up to you and is like, I literally just tried to kill myself. Yeah. And I've been assaulted. And, like, your, your first thing is to be like, sometimes times get tough and, like, yeah, it kind of sounds like you're going through it, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, and then makes it, like, a general statement to everyone. Yeah. Um, All of you out there, by the way, Ruthie here is having a shit time. Um, <laughs> my Okay, so the thing is, like, we're not just shitting on some random kid. Like, this person is, like, 20 or 21. Like, he is an adult, and he's not only giving unqualified advice to his fans – but he doesn't even like first of all it's bad advice second of all he's not qualified and third of all like aren't you old enough to know that like you should start off by saying first of all you need to get help from mm -hmm. someone that is yeah. not me yeah and that's kind of what we were talking about earlier with like the jimmy neutron effect of, yeah like for those who remember the jimmy neutron movie where all of the parents just vanish off the earth and it's like run by kids um that's kind of the bubble that a lot of teens live in, him included. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, like, they are so stuck in this, you know, like, um, surrounding youth, like, bearing down on them. Yeah. That they really think, like, they kind of run the world. And, like, they like to assume the position of someone. Yeah. That, you know, can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Like, I'm on top of the world. You yeah. know, like. There's also an influencer effect where people start to gain a following and people really listen to them mm -hmm. so they in a way kind of convince themselves like oh i must have authority not just over like making tiktoks or povs but i have authority over everything over anything like, like i that, am credible that, that to Tumblr give you mental health advice yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah where she like she was like a first year like psych major and yeah. literally started charging people online for therapy sessions yeah simply because she's a tumblr she's famous she on tumblr, tumblr followers, probably yeah. for unrelated reasons yeah and she's so young that like it's 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 like they see a divide somehow and like there's a wall placed between them and actual professionals um and adults yeah and you know once they kind of hit like a certain level of whether it be status socially yeah. on tumblr or whatever or i've completed my first year of you know undergrad in psych and like they see themselves as 
because there's this barrier here, like, they are the biggest fish in this pond. And yeah. therefore, everyone below them can come to them instead of just transcending this wall and going to people who should be the ones helping them. Right. They, they're, it's like self-appointed authority where it's like, now that I've, um, now that I've established that I do have a following and people listen to me, now I'm also, like, credible, you know? But, like, credibility is actual credentials and not (laughs) simply having, I mean, that's just, like, the effect of influencer culture at large is that, like, people become self-appointed experts Mm -hmm. even when they have yeah. No credentials. Yeah, I mean, it's like a symptom of that extreme narcissism, you know, yeah. like that that comes from knowing that people are following you to follow you, like yeah. hardly even the content that you produce, you know, yeah. when it comes to influencers, especially, it's like there is no content being pr- produced except for, you know, like the commodity of your being, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, that's probably a crazy existence. Yeah, I mean, but like for him, it's like even if he did offer good like personal advice um and didn't just address like anyone who was going through a hard time because (laughs) like you know obviously everything is a fucking spectrum and people deal with like a multitude of issues every day um so obviously you can't address one person along with the 30,000 other people who are watching your instagram live um and address it on the same level um in that regard but um yeah where's that second video the second video is it's not more insane but it's just equally insane it's fucking hilarious it's just like he'll give this really deep he'll go into like some really deep talk about like how you have to i love the one about the light at the end of the tunnel (sighs) yeah i mean this is just it's it's more angry like i see these and i'm like wow this is really funny but then it's like it's kind of really fucked oh yeah if it were from oh yeah if this were like a 15 year old it'd be like okay they don't know any better but and i truly don't think he knows any better like i think he might have convinced himself yeah he (laughs) might have actually convinced himself into thinking that he does know about like how to treat people for Mm -hmm. mental health problems but it's also just like how are you an adult and you don't know that the best person to address this is not you yeah you know like he could have even given the advice and been like but also see a therapist yeah like he could have gone into his shitty rant about god and then been like (laughs) but you know go to therapy but he just doesn't do that at any point and it's just bizarre like i've never met someone or seen any public figure who has experienced arrested development to this extent (laughs) like but yeah this is the other one the comment is i have depression and i texted you for advice mind responding uh, you have depression and you texted me for advice um this is my advice for depression there's a light at the end of the tunnel i promise you and sometimes we go back into the tunnel and you get back into a cycle of depression then you're good depression happy depression and it's like on and on and on like and it's very mind it's exhausting very exhausting and it's like i don't know but my best advice for you is uh pray it's like that's the best thing for me trust me like
there's a, there's an end to all this, I promise. And you don't have to uh, self-harm yourself. <laughs> I promise you. Love you guys. <laughs> yeah, I've been working on a song lately. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, you don't have to self harm yourself. <laughs> they didn't even mention that. Yo, I've been working on a song. They didn't even bring it up. Nobody said anything about self harm. It's probably a different. Yeah, I know. know. <laughs> so they were depressed. I know. They never I even mentioned loved, it. You don't have to self harm yourself. <laughs> so anyways, I've been working on a song. Oh, God. oh what a genius what an amazing trend but that's all of them too like he'll go into a deep tangent and ben and be like yeah i'm coming to brazil like just some, <laughs> just some crazy and like my absolute segue. favorite part of that is like somebody's like please help me i'm depressed yeah um meaning like this is a per- this is a perpetual state of depression yeah, yeah yeah and he his solution to that is like first of all he's gonna offer a solution yeah he, he gives his breakdown of like what that means yeah which means like you get into a cycle of like things are good then things are bad then things are good then things are bad it's exhausting he's describing and then he says it doesn't end he's like (laughs) he he says there's an end to all this like (laughs) what the fuck does that mean he literally just said like oh therapy or like he could have said like oh you know even it gets better as empty of a phrase that is like at least his providing like you know a statement that like there is a better yeah whereas he says but not even there is no better yeah like you're gonna be happy and then sad happy and sad that's the rest of your life suck it up like he yeah. literally just said like you're gonna leave the tunnel and you're gonna go back in that won't end yeah and i think he's actually referring to his specific life experience of like you'll have good weeks where you have really a lot of views and then you'll have another <laughs> week where you're beefing with a different with max with yeah max. i know yeah <laughs> yeah and like you know it's his personal experience too because he says pray first yeah. of all which is like pray the worst for max to, i mean away. number one complaint with aa right yeah. like it's like praying that's not something you want to suggest to someone and then also especially he, going through depression like maybe that does help a lot of people but like i mean it, it shouldn't providing be your first, religion yeah it shouldn't be your first option just like go to god you know yeah um, and it gets better with no like way or like no information about how to actually get there is not helpful that's why it's usually empty yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and but it's so um, easy it's like you could just say therapy uh-huh. like it's the most basic like yeah. oh obviously and it would be the most responsible thing for him to do obviously too but yeah. like he says just pray trust me that's trust been, that's been the best for me and trust like, me if you pray okay <laughs> again with uh. the like the expert thing yeah it's been the best for me trust me like i i don't know how to engage with that (laughs) i don't know how to engage with that either like is this actually helping people i guess we don't really know yeah i guess i we have to talk to ruthie yeah to see yeah we'll need to we'll need to reach out and just see if that actually helps. Yeah, so Sarah comes on first. And I've then been Ruby. DMing Max for five months now, and my depression has never been better. <laughs> <laughs> or did I call him Max? Sorry, that's the kid he's beefing with. No, but Max is the one that's been helping her, remember? She was oh, like, oh, wait, I'm yeah, depressed. Right. Max helped me. Yeah. And, like, you don't like Max. Or Why something. are they beefing? That's um, a whole other thing. Do you want to get pokey? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, like... 
I feel like we've hit a pretty good ending point. Do you want to start wrapping it up? Yeah, let's start wrapping it up. Okay. Um, um. So that was a lot. We really went through it. We really talked through we went through the two most pressing issues in culture yeah, today. Yeah, I might say on humanity. Yeah, like, on humanity in general. Other um, things can wait. Corona, it can wait. Um, yeah. It's knocking on your door and you say, I'm busy with Tyler Brash. Yeah, exactly. The funny thing is, like, the Tyler Brash thing was, like, two months ago. I mean, the I mean, thing he's is, continuously he's, yeah, doing it. he's yeah. infinite. That's an infinite man. Yeah, he'll never die. He's no, he's never gonna die. Yeah, he, ever, ever, ever. The, you know, he knows how to get out of the tunnel, um, <laughs> right? But then goes back in. Well, he knows God. Yeah, he, he they're homies. But <laughs> yeah, I guess that was episode one of Girls Interrupted. See you. <laughs> see you next week. I don't know. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah.